This is Pod Populi, podcast for the people. Well, good morning. Breakfast at the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. And, you know, uh, we just had Thanksgiving and we have a lot to be grateful for. So uh, hopefully everyone had a uh, uh, well happy Thanksgiving and, and, and holidays are coming up. So without further ado, and now, by way of Boca Raton, Florida, she is the founder, owner of Improve You Health and Wellness Med Spa. She was recently named as the best of women in business in 2022 by Boca Raton Magazine. She's the founder and interviewer of her popular podcast, Improve You, with a U-I-M-P-R-U-V. She is a mother, a grandmother. (laughs) <laughs> and she almost goes to, to as many social events as Bob and Pamela Weinroth. She is Christina Davies. <laughs> Thank you. That I don't know if I've ever been introduced quite that nicely before. <laughs> well, uh, it, it's a pleasure, and I do uh, appreciate you coming in and you know talking about um, you know. Well, I mean, listen, the pandemic has really uh, taught us a lot, right? The pandemic oh, yeah. is uh, <laughs> has really. Um, put a lot of things to the forefront, um, kind of uh, put our priorities maybe more in place and talk us kind of a little bit about, you know, improving you. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Improve you. So I've been in the cosmetic enhancement industry for 30 years, started on Long Island. I had four med spas on Long Island and my kids kind of talked me into not owning anymore, saying, you know, take a break, just go work for somebody else and, you know, go down to Florida, enjoy life and bring all your knowledge with you. So that was the intent originally. And I, and I was working for some plastic surgeons down here when I did get down here. I've worked in plastic surgery for about 10 years, dermatology, about 17 years. So well, there's, not, there's not a lot of plastic surgeons in Boca Raton. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, on, in the hundreds, in the hundreds. So at any, at any rate, opportunity came for me to own again, and I, I did it. And we've been open about a year and a half. I'm loving it. And uh, so being in this industry for so long, it's always about looking good. It's appearance, appearance enhancement industry, and it's always about improving your appearance, but I really wanted to take it another step further. So one of the things that I enjoy is having um, other people in our med spa that help us do other things. Like for instance, we have a really great IV drip nurse that does nutritional drip therapy, like high dose vitamin C and all other vitamins, glutathione, things like that. Even the hangover drip, which a lot of people really like. (laughs) First introduced in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, something like that. And we have um, Dr. Marienberg, who is um, functional medicine, and actually she does DNA genetic testing, and we've done a few podcasts on that already. So DNA um, genetic testing is, is different than ancestry testing because we're looking for things that um, you may have lying dormant in your body and you have a propensity towards, like for instance, maybe towards cancer or diabetes or liver dysfunction, et cetera. And it's always good to know these things. So um, she is a retired oncologist who has spent her life curing and helping people with cancer. And now she's dedicated towards helping people not um, uh, you know, acquire cancer or other diseases. So so now we're sort of out of the realm of the cosmetic enhancement portion, and now there's a lot of other areas of the body 
and of one's lifestyle that one can improve. So improve you became like the perfect name because it's really like a broad, broad spectrum of, yeah. of things that we do. So, uh, Hey Ben, uh, the, uh, the audio is not working again with Facebook, but, uh, um, you know, was, uh, we might have to sh- shut the Facebook part off, but you know, it, you know, it's amazing because we, we're in a, a business of, um, you know, as real estate agents, you know, we, we, we get into, um, the lives of each other. Right. Um, and you know, obviously, um, you're in the, you know, the business of, of, of making people, you know, feel good, look good and such. Right. Correct. Um, and, and same thing with the uh, real estate agents because, you know, you know, we're, um, responsible for in most cases, their biggest financial asset. And, um, we be- become therapists, we become oh, uh, all yeah. kinds of <laughs> things. And, and, um, you know, mental health has really come to the, the forefront, you know, yes. and, 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 and certainly mm-hmm. in the last few years. And um, and people have had, you know, some issues with mental health and, you know, and, and, and it's been, you know, really come out with celebrities and, and, and things of that nature. Yeah, people really are really knows. coming out and talking about that. Yeah. Uh, it's a very popular subject that people are opening up about, which I think is great. Yeah, no. So do you, um, you know, because it's all about improving you, right? You have to, exactly. you have to be able to um, mentally be okay. But, you know, if you're not physically okay or you don't love yourself physically, it's going to be hard to be uh, mentally uh, okay as well. Tell us a little bit about how um, the mental makeup kind of really, you know, goes into your uh, your business as well. It's actually huge. So when I first started working in plastic surgery, one of the things that I was told, and I actually discovered, of course, on my own, was that the most beautiful women <laughs> come and have plastic surgery. Why? Because they're used to being beautiful, they begin to age, and they feel less beautiful. And it becomes a psychological kind of wrestle that they struggle with. And when my doctors that I worked for would explain to me, you know, we have models and beauty pageant winners and actresses that are all, you know, extremely concerned about their looks, basically breaking it down to very insecure about their looks. And it would, it would surprise me that this stunning drop dead gorgeous woman would come in and say, what can you do to help me look really great? And I say, <laughs> we're starting it great. We're starting it fantastic. And, you know, I, I want to address, you know, that for sure, the, the, the mental aspect of it is, is difficult. So um, one of the things that doctors would say to me is they actually had to do a little psychology with some patients to make sure that after their surgeries, they would still feel or they would feel that they would see this improvement because sometimes they would still feel unattractive inside. Sure. So it becomes kind of a self perspective of, sure. of how people feel about themselves. So he would turn people away if he felt that they were so negative upon themselves because then they would, this wouldn't even begin to chip into, in, you know, improving their self esteem, their, you know, their awareness of themselves, et cetera. Well, I mean, not everyone can look this good. So um, that's you right. Know, I, You've got I, I totally, it. You know, You've got I understand. it going on. I, I say it all the time. You know, I look in the mirror and I see the hottest person ever. So it doesn't really matter what everyone else. And thinks. you know, <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that you really do feel I that do. way. Well, you know what? Because you are, first of all, very <laughs> handsome. Well, well, thank you. You are actually very handsome. So, but but besides that, if we can't if we can't accept our our appearances and and look at ourselves and just love ourselves for it. No matter what flaws we might see, nobody else sees those flaws. We're the only ones that see it. 
really. I mean, maybe maybe there are some things that are really, you know, quite noticeable if someone has a disfiguration. But come on, we know a lot of people who have been, you know, disfigured or paraplegics, and they we're still we still. We're you know, all beautiful people. We're all beautiful. We still Absolutely. see everything that is wonderful about that person. It's always that person's individual feeling about themselves that is their worst critic, as everybody knows, of course. You know, it's um, you know, it, it's interesting because you know when you look at plastic surgery, I mean, you know, probably Boca Raton is you know one of the. Uh, few uh, uh, destinations <laughs> for uh, for quite a bit of uh, plastic surgery or improvement, if you want to call it. Oh, yeah. Um, it's and, a capital here. Yeah, and, and sometimes it becomes addicting, right? So, yes. um, you know, and, and, and you know, whether you look at, uh, you know, people like Michael Jackson and people that, you know, that had all this plastic surgery and just kept having it and having it and having it. Correct. Um, I think it goes to your point where the doctor says, hey, you got to love yourself, you know, you know, mm -hmm. if there's a few things that you want to do to improve your skin or improve, you know, um, your looks, uh, you know, a little bit, you still got to work on the inside out. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, when I first started in plastic surgery, um, as a medical esthetician working for these doctors, I would do some of the cosmetic and like maybe finish up with laser treatments or do some pre-op pre things for the patient's skin, etc., um, they would feel as though they weren't sure exactly what their outcome is going to be and would say to me, Christina, honestly, am I going to look like I did when I was 20? I'm 45. Am I going to look like I was 20? And, and my honest answer was and still is, you probably won't look exactly like yourself then. You'll look younger, but you won't look exactly like yourself. So these, if, especially if you're going under the knife and doing a plastic surgery, you tend to look different. But then again, there's a lot of people who are quite unhappy with their appearance and want to look like someone they're not. They want to look different. Sure. Um, and then there's another whole range of people that just want to enhance and bring back what they had. And I think that's where fillers and good skincare comes in because you still look basically like yourself, just um, a little more improved and a little more soft. You sure. Know, the soften out some you know, of those things. It's, it's like staging a house. You know, you know, you know, you live in this uh, messy house for. Uh, Forever, and then you <laughs> stage it to, to to sell the house, and uh, so you know as as a um, it's when you facade, go in right? you, exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, listen, you know, you know, inside is certainly more important. You know, uh, uh, certainly as you get older, you you, you do want to look. You know. Um, I don't know, marketable? Uh, as, you know, yes. As, you know. <laughs> well, well, real estate agents, you know, have that little bit of pressure of always, you know, the appearance for looking professional. And let's face it, we all know that when people are well-groomed and, you know, present well, um, oftentimes it does reflect in business. So cognitive yeah. that you, you, people want to stay on par with, with their appearance and their grooming. But I want to, I want to say something just to, sure. to finish up about when we were talking about the plastic surgeons and how people can sometimes look really different. Um, and that, that can be a desirable outcome for some patients that they want to look different, but this, it's a very technique dependent, um, uh, arena to be in. So then there's that broad range of the plastic surgeon themselves. And there are some outstanding plastic surgeons out there that do work that it's almost hard to detect that anything was done. And they really do look pretty true to themselves. And then there are others like the Michael Jackson case where, you know, and, and who knows whether it was the surgeon or whether it was Michael's desire to look so different. But, you know, there's that big broad range of how far do you go? Like, 
You sure. know, when, when do you stop? And, and I will say this, um, some might say, yeah, there's an addiction. Once you start something, if you, if you fix your eyes and you want to fix your nose and you fix your nose, you want to fix your chin. But I think it comes down to artistic balance. So if someone has a protruding nose and they, you know, narrow it down through rhinoplasty, if they had a strong chin line, that's going to look more predominant now. And that might be now out of balance. So a really good plastic nowadays will balance the entire face and we'll use fillers to kind of smooth all that together as well. So fillers are something you put under the skin sure. that fill in lines and wrinkles and maybe give you a little more cheek or, you know, uh, different from Botox, for instance, which would um, more or less uh, stop the muscles from contracting and making lines. So I was going to ask you about Botox because, you know, it's a, it's a you know, a, a popular treatment, certainly. And, and, um, <laughs> and, and, you know, some people do it well, just like in anything, and some people don't do it so well. And, um, you know, what does Botox really do? Oh, okay. I'll be happy to explain yeah. it. So Botox is, it's going to sound scary. It's a neurotoxin and it is something that's injected into the skin. It assimilates out of the body within a matter of hours, but it leaves a stun effect. So it doesn't allow the neurons to fire that would contract a muscle. So the muscle can no longer, um, as I just said, contract. And if it doesn't contract, um, the line that is created from that contraction uh, can no longer keep sustaining, and it just begins to soften out very quickly. So it literally does erase lines, without a doubt. Um, so there are different levels of aging with lines and, and wrinkles. So we start out with things like fine lines, and then they move to little deeper lines, and we have what's called lines um, at rest, meaning you're not making that muscle contraction uh, that would form that line, and without that, when your face is completely relaxed, you still have the line. And that's right. when people are really upset yeah. about their lines. Um, but many men especially will say, wow, she has really big lips. She had a lot of Botox. Botox would never go in the lips because then you wouldn't be able to use your lips. You wouldn't be able to speak. You wouldn't be right. able to eat properly. Um, it's really meant for areas like above the um, eyebrows mostly or around the eyes, but if it's a contracting area that you need, you wouldn't want to put it in your around the mouth area. It, it can be in, in small increments um, to lift the corners of the mouth in some instances, but in most cases, you don't want to be able to not make, you know, facial expressions or use your mouth for, you know, obviously chewing and Right. Drinking, you don't want yeah. dribble, dribble coming out when you've had something to drink. Does that answer the question? Absolutely. Okay. So I appreciate it. So let's talk about how you, um, you know, you came, you came to Boca. Like what, 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 what like attracted you to Boca? Well, I didn't start in Boca. I started in Vero Beach, which I really loved. And I started, as I said, working for other people. I worked for doctors and so on and, and a, a large resort up there. And I thought that I would just bring all my talents and experience there and just kind of take it easy and work less. Um, but it got the best of me to be back to where I was. So as I said, I've owned a really long time, like probably 25 years of owning businesses. Uh, but when I was in Vero Beach, I'm not even kidding. I think there was four plastic surgeons and 12 dermatologists. And when I wanted to move on, I realized that in Boca, there were probably 400 mm. surgeons and maybe a thousand dermatologists. So, you know, it, and not only that, come on, we just said it, you know, people are very aware and conscious of their appearances here and, 
and take pride in it. And it's a great area to land a business. Let's put it that way, because so many people are interested in that. If you're in an area of, of the world or the United States where people are just laid back and, and don't really care too much about their appearances, they're not going to, they're not going to be interested in spending the kind of money that generally goes along with these types of treatments and procedures. So you want to be in an area where people are okay with maintenancing that. And so, you know, I like, I always like to talk about the mindsets of relocation, right? Because, you know, there's many reasons to relocate to certain areas, right? And, and Boca certainly is a, a very attractive area. Yes. Um, and uh, a lot of the Long Islanders are, are, are in Boca. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm from Long Island. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and, and now we're pulling from all different, you know, um, areas and, and not just the, the Northeast. Um, you know, besides relocating because of business, um, what else attracted you to Boca Raton and you know, what have you found? How, how long have you been here? In Boca, a year and a half, Florida, five okay. years now. Okay. So, yeah, so you've been here, you know, you know, during the, uh, the, the pandemic is, uh, yes. it was uh, the pandemic boom, yeah. uh, for specifically for Boca. And, and I was glad that I was in Florida, uh, right. you know, isolating here rather than in the cold. Yeah, no, agreed. And so what else attracted you to Boca to, to, you know, really not just start your business, but, you know, you know, continue your life? Oh, okay, sure. Well, I was always attracted to the weather. And when I was in the fourth grade, it was the first time that my parents told us we were going to be going down to Florida, we were going to drive down. And I have four older brothers, and we were all going to go. And I couldn't believe when my father told me that it was Christmas time, that we were going to go to the beach at Christmas (laughs) time. It was unbelievable to me. Um, I couldn't conceive of it being warm enough. And of course, when we got here, I literally thought I died and went to heaven. It was paradise. (laughs) And I have always wanted to come back. And I used to beg my parents and I couldn't understand their reasoning that, gee, people had jobs up there and they couldn't move. And then when I got married, uh, I couldn't convince my ex-husband to move down here. He worked in New York City. And I I made it my life goal that, you know, I'm going to live in Florida at some point. And then when I traveled around Florida, I liked the East Coast a lot. But Boca is so special because it's so beautiful and the beaches are so beautiful. And, you know, a lot of people said to me, oh, Boca Raton is, you know, it's very different from the quiet town I grew up on on Long Island and that it would be pretentious in in contrast to where I'm from. But I find it exciting and I find it, um, there's so much to do. Um, There's so much culture here. you know, I know the real estate is doing extremely well here because the homes are gorgeous. I, I think mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm an artist. I've always been an artist. So, you know, it's no different whether you're, you know, working art on people's faces or I used to be a professional illustrator. Um, so to me, this town is very gorgeous in an art sense. I mean, the landscaping is always beautiful. And, and you know, I've never felt insects here. I've never, (laughs) I'm I'm from Long Island where, you know, in the summertime, we always had to deal with gnats and mosquitoes and flies and in the summertime, but I've never discovered them here. So it's almost like just a paradise living here to me. And, and when I run into people, you know, especially down here in Boca in the past year, you know, saying, how long have you lived here? Do you ever regret it? Everyone says, why would I regret living in paradise? And it, it does feel that way to me. Now, maybe it's still honeymoon for me. I don't know. Yeah, no. So um, believe it or not, I'm one of the few and uh, far between um, uh, natives. So uh, I am oh, a native. Uh, okay. 
Uh, so you've I've, watched the changes. I've been here since uh, I was four years old. I'm 49 now. So, wow. you know, you're talking 45 years in, in Boca and, and, and my entire life in Florida, essentially. Um, and, yeah, I've definitely seen the changes. But one of the things that, you know, you know when they look at you know, the plan of Boca and what they continued to do in, in Boca was they put a priority on landscaping, greenery, mm-hmm. um, parks, uh, access to public beaches, um, you know, no uh, industrial and um, like ca- car dealerships, um, you know, no restaurants on the water because, you know, it's it, it's more of a um, for the public kind of thing, okay. you know. Um, so when you look down and you go down to Boca Raton, and sometimes you don't really think of this, but when you're driving down, there's no car dealerships. I mean, there's there's showrooms. I never showrooms. thought about that. Yeah, there's a rule. There's a rule that basically t- t- says that you're not allowed to store cars um, um, in, uh, in in Boca. It, 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 it's a little bit more uh, complex and complicated than that, but uh, essentially, it, it it was to make sure that there were no car car dealerships here. There are showrooms like uh, my friend uh, over in uh, Yamato and, um, and and Federal. I mean. Uh, Richard Weissman, he has a, a beautiful showroom um, in uh, in there, and, and it's luxury cars and, and whatnot. But there are no car dealerships. So. I didn't realize, man, that you mentioned it. There's no mm-hmm. restaurants on the water. There are none. I mean, you know, you have Waterstone, right? But it's part Waterstone, of the ho- yeah, it's part but of- it's part of the hotel. <coughs> um, you know, you have the Boca Raton, but it's part of the you know obviously right. the resort and, and membership. But other than that, there not, are not none. Public, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's only one um, restaurant in uh, Highland Beach, which is uh, in the hotel, and you know, um, and it's called Latitude. So you know, the, oh yeah, I've been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. It's it's gorgeous. So yeah. There are a lot of things, and you can go to you know Delray uh, for your car dealerships. You can go to Pompano for your car dealerships, but you can't go to Boca Raton. And you know what else I notice? I I don't think I'm wrong on this. On A one A, at least in Boca, and I think most of A one A, there's no gas stations. None. Nope. Nope. No gas stations until uh, you get to like Boynton. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's you know, and, and I think that really preserves the historical society. And now, that's what it you is. know, when you look at um, you know um, Mayor Singer and, and what he's done is you know is built oh, he's on. Great. Yeah, and I mean, um, Mayor Susan Welchel was you know um, the mayor like two or three before um, him, and um, you know she did a great job putting everything together. Um, and you know, when you look at all these mayors. They really had the same plan that was done 30 years ago. And a lot now, of pride. And now we got, um, you know, the the art, um, you know, amphitheater that's going to be uh, redeveloped and, and it's going to be... Uh, and you know, Brightline. And Brightline is mm-hmm. uh, hopefully opening up in the next uh, three or four weeks, um, mm. we hope. Um, I've been watching it. And yeah. It looks beautiful. It does. It does. And, and you know, and, and so you have access to transportation. You can go to Miami and, and Fort Lauderdale and, and, and at West some Palm point Beach Orlando, right? Orlando at the end of next year. So, uh, you know, big time destination. Um, they've found a way to put mass transit in, um, in a, a very busy area and, and look at downtown people, you know, the, you know, people from, you know, my walks of life, I guess, you know, people have been here for a long time, you know, originally and probably still don't like the exact character of, you know, or the design, I guess, and the architecture of some of these buildings surrounding in downtown Boca, but it certainly brought a lot of energy. 
I happen to really love that. So I live right down here in town, and um, I've never lived, you know, in a city like this before. I've always lived kind of suburban. But I just love, I love that part of it, actually. I love that the streets are paved and, you know, with, with brick and um, that the buildings, some of them look very, you know, European, uh, I don't know, like an authentic, nostalgic kind of look. So, yeah, I mean, we're in Royal Palm Place now at Pod Populi in Boca. And, you know, you know, this was an Addison Meisner, you know, ish um, architecture, right? It's beautiful. You know, but then you have like other buildings surrounding it that are, you know, like we have the Mandarin coming, you know. That, yeah. You know, I mean, it's going to be gorgeous and unbelievable. When it's done, we've been right, waiting. Right, right, right. You know, well, yeah, we don't know how long that's going to take. But, <laughs> but I mean, when you're looking at all the other buildings, the, you know, the big white buildings. Um, Many. I, you, mm-hmm. know, um, you know, changing Alina. the, yeah, Alina, changing the, uh, the Boca Raton Tower from, you know, the brighter pink to the to very, nice very, soft, very, very light pink. Yeah, that <laughs> soft kind of, it's almost, almost like, white. Si- like silly putty <laughs> yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah so, you like know, ballet you slipper. That, right, exactly. So yeah, you have a, you know, you know, you know, everyone likes the, the old ways, right? But, um, you know, you have to advance and you have to um, continually uh, change and adapt to uh, the new ways. I think that I've been seeing Boca, even since I've been here, just keep, you know, improving. And um, I like that it's, you know, ever changing and, you know, modifying for the best. You know, I, yeah. I like that part of it. There's just a really nice energy here. So now that you've lived down, you know, in this area for a year and a half, what, you know, I mean, we talked a little bit about what you like, but like, what, what's your favorite things? Is it, you, you have some favorite restaurants, some favorite oh, venues and areas I that do. you, um, and, and, you know, for those that are thinking about relocating potentially, um, from wherever they may be, um, Give me your Boca Raton pitch since you've okay. been here only Absolutely. 18 months. Well, you know, I'm from Long Island, but I spent a lot of time in New York City as well. <clears throat> and obviously I've had access to some of the best restaurants in the world. And some of the best restaurants I've been to have been right down here. So um, I'm a big fan of Chops Lobster Bar. Uh, not only is the food fabulous, they have a really nice, um, they always have entertainment during the week. And the staff is incredibly friendly and kind. I love that. It's a it's a kind of everybody knows your name up in the bar area or the cocktail area. And, and the restaurant seating is just gorgeous. The ambience both inside and out. If anybody hasn't been there, you really got to go. It's, it's incredible. Um, I love Mateo's. I think that, you know, we have one of them on Long Island. Mm-hmm. And the food, you know, just never disappoints. It's always wonderful. They also have a very beautiful bar. Very nice for socializing. And their tables are beautiful white white tablecloth, really good weight service. Um, I love Trattori Romano. It's got that old, like Italian, you know, feeling to it. You feel like you're in Italy and the food's fabulous. And it's right nestled in there with those other great restaurants, Il Molino of New York and um, La Nouvelle Maison. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Probably one of the best French restaurants I've ever been to. And probably one of the most beautiful restaurants. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, for lighter fare and a little more casual dining, I love right around the corner here, Sequela, where sure. I know that the bakery goods are all homemade. They do not have a fryer. They don't, you know, fry anything. They don't have a microwave. Everything is baked or sauteed the way it's supposed to be. And it tastes it. And that's why it's always packed. <laughs> and I'm in there often. Um, and then even something even more simple like uh, Morelia. 
you know, those ice pops are to mm. die for, you know, yeah. you get the choice of the different types of, you know, um, toppings there are. So my daughter lives in Italy. She met an Italian, she married him. She lives in Italy. They have a child. They're going to be moving back here. So when I told them, you know, some of the restaurants, my Italian, fully Italian son-in-law, you know, said, Oh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if I could eat at these places. <laughs> but he loved chops, said it was the best steak he's ever had in his life. Um, living in Italy. Okay. So, um, and he loved the other restaurants that I mentioned, but when I talked about like, for instance, Morelia, um, he would say, Christina, I, I am from Italy. You know, we have, you know, the best ice cream in the world. <laughs> and he had it and said, wow. <laughs> he was just, my daughter was said, wow, this is as good as any ice cream I've had in Italy. And so that was kind of surprising. And even Sequela, that's where they would go in the morning and have their cappuccino, which he would always complain and say that American or Americana coffee was no good. But that, mm. that, that satisfied him. He said it's still not quite as good as <sighs> Italian coffee. But So if I don't know if that gives you an idea. Yeah, so no. here's people, you know, besides myself from an area of the world where, you know, we're spoiled with the cuisine and then having my family come from Italy, come on, of all places, the food right. capital of the world, the best food in the world, as the Italians will tell you. Um, and he's always very satisfied here. So That's yeah. awesome. That, so I always end the, uh, the podcast and the Facebook Live show on two questions. Oh boy. Well, one you didn't is, tell me that. I did not. Uh, I don't, you know, that's the one thing I don't do is I, you know, I'd much rather have conversation than, um, candid. than candid questions. And, you know, they have prepared uh, responses. So I got I'd, you. I'd rather put you on the spot. Okay. Uh, um, what's your favorite all time streaming series? And what are you currently watching? Do you on watch TV? TV? Yeah. Like streaming, Netflix, Hulu, whatever it might be, whatever series or movie, maybe. Do you think you'd be surprised to know my favorite is Grey's Anatomy? Oh, that, you know what's funny about <laughs> the medical that? medical arena. My, uh, I have three girls, and my 13-year-old um, is addicted to that show. Addicted. She, like, she loves it. that show. Love she it. Can, yeah, so it's, uh, that, that's awesome. What, what are you and, currently watching? And, and I also really like The Crown. I'm yeah. very intrigued by the royals. I mean, right. they're so extravagant, but their story is just interesting and sad in a lot of ways that... You know, some of the things you learn, well, I don't know. I mean, they've, they've completely adapted to it. They're born into it. But, you know, the way that they have, unfortunately, the paparazzi that just drives them out of their minds. But also, you know, um, everything is preset for them. You know, they're, yeah. they're born into a career, if you sure. will. Right? No, sure. So I just find that interesting, the contrast compared to my life and others that I know. Absolutely. Well, I can't thank you enough. Where can we find you? Oh, sure. We are right here in Royal Palm Plaza, as we just talked about. Um, we are right across from Chops Lobster Bar, and that's one of the reasons I know that it's so great. Um, and, um, yeah, so we our, our number is 561-757-5814. I do have my own podcast, as we just talked about that, and that is called Improve You with Christina Davies, and it's spelled a little different. It's I-M-P. R-U-V dash letter U. And then, of course, we have the website, same spelling, I-M-P-R-U-V dash letter U dot com. And I usually post daily on my Instagram account. And that's a little different. It's spelled the same way, I-M-P-R-U-V, but there's no dash. And then there's an underscore and the word MedSpa. And uh, I usually give little tidbits every day of things that we're doing like DNA testing or red light therapy, compression sleeve therapy. What is the latest trends with, let's say, thread lifts in the face and things like that. So, 
That's awesome. I thank you for uh, what you do, and I thank you for going to all these uh, social events. And, I do. And, and I supporting do. A, a lot of uh, philanthropic and, and um, uh, events, as well as uh, the Boca Chamber and, and, oh, and yeah. such. And so. I'm part of Impact 100, which mm-hmm. is a great philanthropy group of women that do incredible things for the community. I mean, last year we um, supported um, different um, uh, charities and gave... How many did we give? I believe it was ten one hundred thousand dollar grants. Wow, so, that's awesome! Yeah, so we just do a lot of nice things, and I, I love being involved in this community. It's it's really like my my I don't know my joy. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you very much, Christina. I appreciate um, all that you do, and thank you for coming on Breakfast at the Broker every Tuesday morning at nine a.m. And, and am I going to get you to come in and have a facial? <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know. I've ne- you know I've never Com- done complimentary. That. I've you know I've never ever done that like i mean my daughters I and mean, my wife does but like i love it a, a yeah. virgin a virgin all right maybe because it's funny because the first manicure i ever had was that before my wedding my wife uh said you, you got to do this and uh i did it and that was the also the last one I did. Well, you might be hooked after this. <laughs> okay, fair I'd enough. I'd love to have you. Fair enough. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. I <laughs> really enjoyed it. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye.